Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Now here's your host, Colter Nuanez. What up, Montana? Welcome in. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Hope you're having an outstanding Thursday. I love those uh, cold almond milk coffees because I can just chug them. If you're watching on TV or you're watching on YouTube, you just saw me. I just downed a cup of coffee. That's uh, it's a lot easier when it's out of the fridge and it's got a little almond milk in there. Not necessarily ideal when it's piping hot. I need it today. We're busy around here still. I thought we were going to slow down after football was over, but turns out uh, got a lot of catching up to do. But that's a good thing. I would much rather be busy than not. So we appreciate you being here. We'll take you all the way around the world of sports in the state of Montana, including second hour. We're going to talk some high school hoops, which will be fun. haven't talked much high school hoops. That's been one of the things that's kind of gotten overshadowed with what's been an incredibly busy month here uh, the last, I guess, a couple a couple months, really. So we'll talk high school hoops in the second hour, but 
you're probably getting back in the habit of knowing that Thursdays mean a couple things. First of all, chance to win vouchers from the AC Hotel because our good friend Carolyn, who is consistently always on Thursdays, she's been doing this for a little bit more than a year. Chicken doesn't know sports. That'll come up about the top of the hour. We also will have a pair of vouchers to the AC Hotel for you to go try their brunch and some mimosas, maybe a Bloody Mary, whatever you want from the bar. Great place to hang out. Don't have to be staying there. You also know Thursdays, we've gotten in the habit of giving you a free six-pack of beer and a free sandwich from Warden's Market. So stay tuned for that as well. That'll happen in the second hour. And as always, you want to be a part of the show, you can always hit us, 406 888 You can call or text if you have feedback, comments, but also you're going to want the, that number for when we do our giveaways. But you probably also remember that we started to reform the habit of Thursdays during basketball season, the first hour, around the big sky and women's hoops with Krista Redpath. Again, if you're watching on TV, you see it's just me in the studio. Krista is under the weather. Uh, we appreciate her courtesy and uh, her good manners for not uh, coming in today. But we, I mean, we certainly hope she's feeling better uh, sooner than later. But she still is going to contribute to this uh, first hour of the show around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops, the Crystal Redpath. So she will join us via the phone in about, oh, 25 minutes. So we look forward to catching up with her about what's going on uh, around the league. But we will still talk women's hoops here for the first hour and, uh, of course, get into high school and some men's hoops in the second hour. If you missed the memo, all of the games involving the Montana schools this weekend, except MSU women, their game at Southern Utah as of now is still on the docket, scheduled for 2 p.m. on Saturday afternoon. But the men's game that was supposed to be in Missoula tonight between Southern Utah and Montana, a much-anticipated game, has been postponed. Southern Utah's trip to Bozeman, which they didn't make last year either. Southern Utah did not play the Bobcats during their Big Sky Conference regular season championship run, but then lost to the Cats in the tournament. Coincidence or not, I don't know. But I do think that there was uh, some dynamic there. But that game between SUU and Bozeman, a rematch of that great tournament game that went to overtime before MSU won, knocking off the top seed in Boise. That game in Bozeman was called off as well. No rescheduling for the MSU game yet. The Grizz, as well as the Lady Grizz game, the Lady Grizz were supposed to be in Cedar City to take on Southern Utah tonight. That game postponed as well. So the Montana... So the Utah contests, they have been rescheduled for February 7th. That's a Monday. The MSU women's game again in, in Southern Utah for Saturday, still a go as of now. And uh, no rescheduling for the Montana State game, uh, the Montana State men's game that was supposed to take place here uh, in Bozeman uh, on Saturday afternoon. So we'll keep you apprised of all of that. But we will talk our way all the way around the league and women's hoops in this first hour, get to some men's hoops I end the second hour, and, uh, of course, Chris Redpath, our Big Sky Conference insider, uh, she will join us as well. And then, of course, our good friend Carolyn, as I mentioned, she'll swing by the top of the hour uh, to talk, of course, about Tom Brady, but she also has some thoughts on Novak Djokovic. She also has some thoughts on Bart Scott's prescribed memory remedies for playing in the cold in Buffalo if you're Josh Allen. Pretty funny. <laughs> Maybe inappropriate. I don't know. It's always how it goes with Carolyn. It's always pretty funny and potentially inappropriate. We appreciate you being here. It is Nuanas now. If you want to stream the show, you can go to 1029ESPN.com. Click on Listen Live. You'll find the stream. 
406-888-1029. What do you think of Big Sky Conference women's hoops or men's hoops, the state of affairs in the NFL playoffs, whatever. If you want to talk about anything and everything, you can always text us, and Andrew will forward those right along to us. Our producer, Andrew Houghton, by the way, here at ESPN Radio, he'll be joining us to talk some women's hoops here in just a minute. We're going to do some word association with the teams in the Big Sky Conference. And, of course, as always, we're broadcasting to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Northwest Motorsport, New to Missoula, New to Montana. You can find them here in the Garden City at the corner of Stevens and Mount, or you can go check out the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest by visiting online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Let's dive into it. It is around the big sky in women's hoops, usually with Krista Redpath. She will join us uh, on the phone here in about 20 minutes, uh, but she is under the weather, so she decided to stay home, and we appreciate her for it. This week, Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops is presented by Ryan Holloway and Miller. We really appreciate Ryan Holloway and Miller for being a part of Nuanas Now for all of football season and now into basketball season as well. Paul Ryan, a well-known name in the legal world around the state of Montana, he has won top attorney in Missoula 13 times over the last couple decades. And now he is proud to announce the expansion of his firm to Ryan Holloway and Miller. Ryan Holloway and Miller is a law firm specializing in personal injury and criminal defense. At Ryan Holloway and Miller, they handle cases across the state of Montana, and their focus is in specific areas of law so they can ensure that they provide their clients with the best representation possible. Ryan Holloway and Miller proudly handles automobile accidents, medical malpractice claims, wrongful death claims, DUIs, and criminal charges. Appreciate Ryan Holloway and Miller for their continued support of us here at ESPN Radio. The standings are so hard to decipher in both the men's and women's leagues in the Big Sky Conference right now because there has been so many cancellations. So first and foremost, we actually didn't even collaborate on this. This is just sort of moment in time. Right before we got on the show, Andrew on Twitter, who he also does a lot of reporting for us, both here at ESPN Missoula as well as Skyline Sports, he retweeted a tweet from Cameron Richardson. Cameron Richardson covering Northern Arizona men's and women's hoops uh, down in Flagstaff. And Cameron tweeted that multiple sources were reporting that NAU's women's basketball game versus Northern Colorado has been called off this Saturday. So another postponement in the league. And uh, that caused Andrew to then look at some of the uh, potential schedule challenges. It's, it's easy to... Re- forget that we we just officially ended college football season earlier this week yet we are only eight weeks away from Boise Idaho for the Big Sky Conference men's and women's basketball tournaments and the Big Sky sort of drug their feet on what they were going to do when it comes to scheduling in the league if and when inevitably games would get uh would be no goes because of COVID well last year Games that were no-goes because of COVID were no contests, and that made for some pretty lopsided league schedules just in terms of numbers of games played. I believe the Idaho men were the only men's team that played all 20 games, and you had varying levels from 20 all the way down to 12, which was the bare minimum you could play to qualify for the Big Sky Tournament. Well, a couple weeks ago, the Big Sky did amend their rules that games that were postponed were not, in fact, canceled. They could be rescheduled, and if the reschedule didn't work out, then they would figure out at a, a, a different time if it would be a no contest or a forfeit or what they would do. 
That all sounds fine and dandy. Again, we're only eight weeks out from Boise, so when you look at the schedules now, they're getting kind of crazy. So I know, Andrew, you put this on Twitter, but just take us through this because uh, the other thing that's worth noting, most of the scheduling games to reschedule, the days you can reschedule on, are on Mondays. And so now you're setting up scenarios where even if all the games can be rescheduled, it's going to make for Thursday, Saturday, Monday swings for a great deal, many of the teams in the Big Sky, if and when those things land on the schedule, right? Well, and that's what we're starting to see right now. Coulter, I understand the impetus, the reasoning behind the Big Sky's decision to try to reschedule games this year. Um, You you never want to have the unbalanced standings at the end of the year. You, You want these games to be played. I mean, the schools want these games to be played. There are fans back in the stands. It's a source of revenue for a lot of these schools. But it's getting a little bit ridiculous right now. I think we're getting close to the breaking point. Like you said, I mean, if you're rescheduling on Monday, these teams are playing Thursday, Saturday, Monday. I I was looking at some schedules. The Idaho men have only played three conference games. Right. They don't have a break of more than two days between games from now until the end of January. For over two weeks, the Idaho men are either playing every other day or they have a couple breaks of two days where they're playing, I think, you know, on the, on the 17th and then on the, on the 20th. I mean, Coulter, that's an NBA schedule. What, we're asking college kids to do this for for over two full weeks. It, it's getting, you know, I I think I think we're right at the breaking point where for if sure. we start seeing more cancellations and then more re- rescheduling, it's just not going to be possible. There's just there's just not time. I mean, I think right yes. now it's so tough, and it's like, man, it's it's hard to ask these kids to play that often, but I think it's doable. If next week's schedule starts to see the cancellations that we've seen this week and last week and the last couple weeks, you're just going to run out of time, and you're going to have to f- find another solution. We're on the big sky in women's hoops with Krista Redpath. Krista is under the weather, but she will join us here shortly to give us some insight and her perspective on all of this. But Andrew Houghton, our producer here, ESPN Radio, joining me, Coulter Nuanas here on Nuanas now. And, Andrew, when I was putting together the outline for this show, I was so... Uh, baffled with my own self because I've covered more Big Sky women's hoops than any other sport, even though our football, uh, you know, my football coverage has been sort of what we've hung our hat on for so long at Skyline and and here at ESPN Radio. We also love talking all sports, but my first gig ever in newspapers way back in the day was covering the Lady Grizz, first and foremost for the Montana Kaiman at the student newspapers. That's all to say that I've covered this league a ton and I know a lot about it. I was just straining my brain to try to think of some of the, the details that I wanted to express for some of the teams in the league on either the men's or women's side, but particularly the women's side. And I was like, how did I get so out of the loop on all this stuff? And then I realized it's not because I'm out of the loop. I don't know anything about Portland State women's basketball because Portland State women's basketball hasn't played since December 12th. They have one game, which was a, a sort of makeup, uh, almost exhibition game that they threw on the schedule against Simpson. I don't know if that's Simpson College, Simpson University. It just says Simpson on the schedule. Other than that, their last Division One game, December 12th, against Portland. They've had cancellations at Long Beach State, postponements against Eastern Washington, Idaho, and Northern Colorado. They're supposed to play Saturday in Portland against Sac State. Hopefully that happens. But right now, I mean, the Viking, the Viking women, they haven't played a game dating in the big sky, dating all the way back to December 4th. So we're talking like six weeks since Portland State has, has played a, a conference game, and they haven't played one conference game yet sort of in the restart of the schedule. But that's just one of many examples. So it is, it's just so hard to sort of evaluate the s- scope of the league right now 
because it's just so unbalanced, the games that these teams have even played. Well, and the other thing this year is coming into this year, the entire league was sort of a thrown for a loop. And uh, normally we know a lot about the teams that are coming back because the players are coming back. This year we didn't have that. We had a lot of you know main characters in the league last sure. year on the women's side. I mean, just out, gone, transfer, transfer all over the place. Right, I mean, players you were expecting to come back, not not seniors. Right, right, totally. I mean, Gina Markson at Idaho, nowhere to be found. The entire Eastern Washington women's roster gone. They eight of them went into the portal. The conference MVP. Transferred out. Alicia Davis from Northern Colorado. She's out. She's now at Colorado Mesa, a D2 school, which is just unfathomable. You know, Jamie Pickens. I guess was that last – my timeline's now maybe messed up. Was that last she, year? She was – That was uh, two, like years two years ago. Two years ago. That's right. That's right. But it's still, I, I just found that parallel fascinating. You know, two of the most talented players we've seen in the league, Alicia Davis at Northern Colorado and then Jamie Pickens at Montana two years ago, uh, both out of the league. But regardless, you're right. So many uh, big-time names – into the portal, and so it is. It's sort of a, a major overhaul. They're talking about five new head coaches in the league, too, and uh, it, it's just it's just interesting. It's interesting to see how it's all played out. Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops presented by Ryan Holloway and Miller. Ryan Holloway and Miller, they truly care about their clients and the Montana community that they love. It is important for Paul Ryan, Nate Holloway, and Angie Miller that their firm can help local Montanans and the surrounding community Every year, the firm finds ways to give back to the local community and support people in the Garden City and around the state. I know Krista, Krista Redpath, our Big Sky Conference insider, who will join us here in about 10 minutes, wanted to reemphasize just how much Paul has helped her out with all of her pursuits, whether it was sponsoring kids' sports teams or you know, helping out with any fundraiser. I also know that uh, Ryan Holloway and Miller still does their awesome um, – Community service drives where they give car seats to people in the community or they give backpacks to kids that are filled with school supplies and things like that. So they're always giving back, and they're also your go-to for any of your legal needs. Appreciate Ryan Holloway and Miller for being the presenting sponsors of Around the Big Sky in Women's Hoops with Chris Redpath this week. All right, we're going to just do this quickly before we get out and then get back around to Krista. Uh, let's play just a little word, is, or word association in the big sky, Andrew. Uh, this is just from top to bottom in the standings. Right now, the Southern Utah women, the only undefeated team in the league standings. That's why it's a bummer that their game against the Lady Grizz was called off. Hopefully they can play against Montana State Saturday because that will be a little bit more of a litmus test, so to speak, for Southern Utah. But when I, when I say Southern Utah, what do you think? Shocking. Sure. And maybe that's not fair because Southern Utah wasn't bad last year. No, they weren't. They were fine. They actually, in fact, were like, I think the five seed maybe in the tournament, six seed. Six and five in conference play, right. I think. So yeah. they were right around the middle of the conference. But, man, if you had asked me which team would be undefeated here, you know, four or five games into the conference season, alone at the top of the conference standings, Southern Utah would have been near the bottom of my list just sure. because, um, you know, there wasn't much to say about them last year. And... They were just so anonymous because they were the, the they they did play the minimum of games, right? And they also didn't uh, they didn't come to Montana for either of the the trips to play the Lady Grizz or the the Montana State women. That always just that's just a, a hit down on your exposure, just because those are the two biggest fan bases in the league. Um, but you, I mean, you look at Southern Utah and their conference wins are over Eastern Washington and Idaho during that early portion of the schedule. That was when Idaho was really down. They drilled Idaho. It was a team that we expected to compete for the league title, but they beat Idaho 87-65 back on December 4th. And then these last two wins that they had in conference play, the Southern Utah women, were at Sac State and at Northern Arizona. So a 
a good win in flag for sure. Sort of a, a regional rival there for SUU. Uh, my word for Southern Utah is just two words. It's prove it. I, I do think they're off to a good start. I think Tracy Saunders is a really good coach. They do have some unfamiliar faces in the league, uh, but I, I think that they just got to prove it. Northern Arizona, when I say NAU, and I, you think of Lori Payne's team, what's the word you think of? Lurking. Sure. I yes. think I think that's a team with a lot of talent. I think this has been a team with a lot of talent the last couple of years that yep. maybe hasn't lived up to the expectations that all that talent brings. And well, I'm, for sure. They, I mean, they exceeded all expectations because they were absolutely among, if not the uh, worst program in the league a couple of years ago. But then when they when they were playing in Missoula, basically playing against the Lady Grizz for the 4-5, that, uh, and Shannon Swain's last year at the helm for the Lady Grizz, that was a big moment for NAU, and they lost here in Missoula, and then they came back and knocked the Lady Grizz out of the tournament. And so then, you're right, then that sort of established them as a contender, and last year I think it was disappointing. So I think lurking's a good word. My word for them was just resurgence because I, I do think that they belong in the uh, the top tier of this league, and they weren't quite there last year, and mostly that was because of a whole bunch of things that had really nothing to do with basketball, all sorts of off-the-court things from injuries to illnesses to uh, just everything else that went with the crazy year. A couple more of these. We're not going to do all of the teams in the league, but we, we will get through just a couple more. Sock Montana, what do you think when you think of the Lady Grizz? Question, still. I do. I agree. A uh, lot of lot of new players on the roster, and, and the new head coach, Brian Holsinger, went in a couple new directions with the roster, bringing in some international players for really the first time at Montana. And it was just a, a question going into the season, like how this team would gel. What style would they play? Yep. And I think after after five games, looking at the standings here, Montana's three and two. It's a great start. Started off really well and optimistic. Struggled last weekend. Yep. Jury's still out on this team, and I'm excited to watch them more. And I I wish they were playing this weekend too, because this would have been my first chance to go and see them play. Really. Yeah, my word for Montana would be renewed because I just think that the energy around the program is brand new. I don't know if that's necessarily good or bad. I'm leaning toward very good and and very. Uh, much improved in terms of positivity, uh, but I just feel like they're renewed, yet I agree they still have questions. Last one, then we'll get out because we are going to come back around and uh, be joined via the phone line by Chris Redpath, our Big Sky Conference insider. Um, but it's Montana State, the, the other Montana school that we cover heavily. What say you when you think of MSU? Darian White. Yeah, right. And that's two words. Right. And it's, it's not really descriptive at all, but I have gotten the chance to see Montana State when they went to Pocatello. Andrew was actually in Pocatello for New Year's because he was living there previously before moving to Missoula. So a lot of friends still there. So he went and celebrated the New Year there in Pokey. And I completely forgot you were doing this, but you texted me. You said, hey, I got some quotes from uh, from the coaches. And I said, which game are you at? He said, Idaho State, Montana State, women in Pocatello. I was like, oh, that's right. I forgot they were playing. So you got to see uh, two of the better teams in the league live. Yeah, and uh, I did, uh, Montana State was without Darian White for that game, right? Uh, because of COVID protocols, and it was it was really jarring. And looking at their roster, I think going into the season, they were the biggest. You know, here's the player who needs to step up for them. I mean, they sure. they had Darian White, who's been All Conference the last couple of years, starting when she was a freshman. No question. And then a lot of question marks around her. And I don't know if this is really fair either, but from what I saw when they were without her down in Pocatello, I mean, she just she has to be the best player in the conference, which she's fully capable of being for them to reach their ceiling. And I also just think that for her to be the best player in the conference, she needs some complimentary help. She can't be their only elite on-ball defender. 
she is going to be their most elite on-ball offensive player, no question, because she's the best on-ball offensive player in the conference. But with the dribble drive offense that Trisha Binford favors, when Darian Wright drives, if she can't finish at the rim and she's not getting in the free throw line, she needs to be able to kick. When the kick occurs, the team needs to make more than 24% of their three-point shots. That's what they're shooting right now from three. It's why they've been so up and down. When they make threes, they're pretty good. When they don't, they have just a horrible time scoring. It doesn't matter if she goes 20 points and six assists. If, if, they, if they don't have anybody making threes, they're going to score in the 40s, and they have, they have almost no chance to win. They see, they see somebody else to step up and learn and just fill the role of shooter because they have girls that could be shooters for sure. Yeah, and this is why we talked about a lot about Tori Martell being sort of one of the under-the-radar losses in the conference coming oh, into this no year. no question. Yeah, I mean, Tori Martell was, was, I don't know how she was ever underrated because she was just like the best shooter in the league for two years. She just happened to be on two teams in a row where, like that MSU team two years ago that that just ran through the league and then didn't get a chance to go to the tournament because of the cancellation, and it was such a bummer. But that that team was star-studded from, you know, Fallon Freegie, who was the league MVP, through, you know, Darren Wright as this breakout freshman. And then last year, White was just such a star as well. Uh, but Martell, absolutely one of the biggest losses in the league. It's around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath, who is out sick today, but that means she, does not mean she's not going to give you her wonderful insight We'll do that next. We'll answer some of the uh, further questions, including diagnosing some of the Idaho schools and talking a little bit more about both Montana and Montana State. This week and Around the Big Sky Women's Basketball is presented by Ryan Holloway and Miller. More on the Big Sky Conference and women's hoops right after this. Keep it right here. CSPN Radio. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. All but one Big Sky Conference basketball team involving Montana and Montana State has been postponed this weekend. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Because of COVID-19 issues within the basketball programs at Southern Utah, Thursday's contests between SUU and Montana have been postponed and rescheduled. The Grizz men were set to host the defending Big Sky regular season champion Thunderbirds Thursday night in Missoula, while the Lady Grizz were supposed to play the league-leading T-Bird women in Cedar City, Utah on Thursday. Instead, those games will both be played on Monday, February 7th, according to a press release from UM Athletics. Montana State was scheduled to host Southern Utah's men's basketball team on Saturday afternoon. That game has been postponed and has yet to be rescheduled. As of Thursday morning, the Montana State women's game at SUU in Cedar City, scheduled for 2 p.m. on Saturday, remains on the schedule. The Big Sky announced two weeks ago that postponed games due to COVID could be rescheduled. In Crosstown High School hoops in Missoula on Tuesday, Missoula Sentinel swept Missoula Big Sky. The Sentinel girls bolted to a 16-4 first quarter lead and saw Brooks Stainer score 10 points to lead the Spartans to a 46-36 win over the Eagles. Candace Couture led Big Sky with 16 points. And in the boys game, the fifth-ranked Spartans got 13 points from Caden Sheridan and 11 more from Riley Allen to earn a 60-54 win over the Eagles, who were led by Lewis Saunders with 17 points. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. Ready or not, Sleep, walk, awake. Yeah. Those who yeah. cover late know the world ain't kick. Jail bars ain't golden gates. Those who fake, they break. When they meet their 400 pound baby. What's up, Montana? Welcome back. Nuana's now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. 
little Fuji's for you here on a Thursday. Hope you're having an outstanding day. I had all sorts of big plans to go to the Grizz basketball game tonight. Very excited to watch Southern Utah. I love John Knight the third, one of the hardest playing guys in the big sky. He's just a ferocious competitor. And Southern Utah is just fascinating. They're a haphazard group of characters, always put on a show. And uh, no go. COVID in the Southern Utah program. So the uh, the games between Montana and uh, Southern Utah for men's and women's basketball postponed, each rescheduled for Monday, February 7th. So uh, we'll look forward to it then. At least it's uh, somewhat on the horizon. We're going to dive back into Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath, who we'll welcome in in just a minute. But a couple tidbits real quick from outside the basketball world. Uh, right now, because football season, the college football season went longer than we're usually accustomed to in Montana, although I do think that is going to change because of the rapidly changing landscape of the FCS, right now is sort of the time when college all-star games are taking place for guys that are NFL hopefuls. And I know Omar Hicks Onu and uh, Dylan Cook from Montana, they played in a showcase last weekend. I know Lewis Kidd from Montana State, he's preparing for one right now. Troy Anderson from MSU is preparing for the Senior Bowl. Uh, Daniel Hardy and Lance McCutcheon from the Bobcats, they both just signed with uh, Ford Sports Performance. Tracy Ford out there in the Seattle area does a great job getting guys ready for the draft. I saw that on social media. I know there's some other guys from Montana, including Jace Lewis, that are also making runs at it and and hoping to get any and all sorts of all-star invites and all that. But one guy who I've been asked about frequently, who I just got a text about, is Chase Benson. He's a defensive tackle from Helena. And uh, instead of pursuing football on a professional level as a player, He's transitioning into coaching. He's going to be an assistant strength coach at a Sunbelt school, soon to be announced. So I'll give you the full details of that. But um, Chase Benson, going to stay involved in football and probably do what he does best, and that's uh, help other guys learn how to lift heavy weights because he's one of the strongest guys I've ever been around. Let's transition back into Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath. Krista is not in studio today, feeling a little under the weather, but she still wanted to call in and chime in. So we go down the Regis Brothers RV phone line and welcome Krista in. Krista, how are you doing, my friend? How are you feeling? I'm doing okay, Coulter. Thanks for phoning me in. Of course. We love having you no matter what. This Weekend Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops is presented by Ryan Holloway and Miller. Ryan Holloway and Miller, they have over 42 years of experience, and the firm approaches every case like it's going to trial from day one. That ensures that all clients are always prepared and Oh, they'll always be ready to press forward on their cases to get the clients the justice they deserve. You can always call Ryan Holloway and Miller. They have a live answering service. They'll take your calls at any time, 406-542-23, or excuse me, 2233. That's 542-2233, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Ryan Holloway and Miller, your Montana attorneys. And, Crystal, we were talking about sort of all the crazy scheduling stuff, and I know that None of it's in our control, so it's not really a point. There's no real point to analyze all the what's and why's. But it is sort of strange analyzing this women's league in the Big Sky right now because there's just such invariable numbers of games played, and I think every team in the league has had at least one postponement. So when you're diagnosing this thing and sort of breaking it all down, how are you going about it? I mean, are you just kind of taking each week as it comes and each team uh, just from the sample size we have at our disposal? Well, that's what you kind of have to do, Coulter, in this situation. It is pretty interesting with all these cancellations, and it's making it, it's going to make it very difficult for teams down the stretch. I mean, you take a look at a Northern Colorado that is going to have to play seven games in 14 days. I mean, that's just a lot of basketball. And so some of these teams are going to be scheduled heavily to make up these games that they've missed. But it is worth noting that every team goes to the tournament. 
So that's one good thing. If these games don't get made up, every team's going to get a chance in Boise. Absolutely true, and that's what makes March and March Madness so great. And we were doing a little word association off the top just about some of the the teams in the league standings. Uh, But, Chris, the two teams we didn't talk about that I do want to talk to you about are the two schools in the Gem State in Idaho because I think that Idaho State, the defending league champs, uh, with so many returners, expected to be good. They have been. But Idaho, to me, may be the most perplexing team in the league because they have a lot of talent. Beyonce B, one of, if not the best individual talents in the league. But Idaho got this thing started off with a big win over Lewis and Clark State, and they've lost pretty much every game except for a rivalry game to Eastern Washington since. They sit at 1-2 and two in conference, but the 2-10 and 10 overall striking for John Newley's team. I know they lost Gina Markson in the offseason, but what can you tell us about the Vandals? Why have they struggled so bad this year? Well, it's certainly been interesting because Coach Newley, who I have a ton of respect for, and so do you, Coulter, who every year seems to produce a team that is championship level. They're either right there or they're close. Um, But you have to look at this Idaho team and look at the fact that Gina Markson is no longer on the roster. Haley Christopher is no longer on the roster. Those are two big losses. But you also lose key players like Gabby Harrington and Natalie Coulter. And those were two huge producers for them last year. And I would say that on the front line, they took a lot of pressure off Beyonce B, right? Beyonce B was able to come in and clean up and score points, and she can rebound and run the break. She can run the early offense. But she was able to clean up a lot on the offensive end just because the focus was on other players. So this year, she's being asked a lot with basically the whole front line changing over for Idaho. And you got Sydney Gandy, and you also have the Tiana Johnson, who's a transfer from Sac State. We haven't seen as much offensive output as, as Idaho will need in order to win games. They're going to need more from those two. And also Allison Kirby, she's back for her second senior year. Um, she stepped in as a starter last year when Markson was out during the tournament. Because remember, they were without Markson and Christopher last year during the tournament and right. still made a pretty run. Um, so... I'm also perplexed with Idaho because I know that Coach Newley will get them playing together, and I think the best will is yet to come for Idaho, but there are a lot of gaps that they need to answer. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath. Krista joining us on the Rangish Brothers RV phone line today. And um, it's such a good point because Natalie Klinker was absolutely one of the best rebounders in the league, but Gabby Harrington was probably the best non-post rebounder in the league, the best wing and or guard rebounder in the entire league as well. And that helped create extra possessions for Idaho. But also, it's just the, it's the scoring. I mean, when they first came back in the big sky and they had Stacey Barr, so electric, so fun to watch, and then they took it to a, a fever pitch with the Splash sisters, Taylor Pierce and Michaela Ferenc, no hyperbole, two of the greatest shooters in the history of college basketball, men's or women's, no question. Two of the most fun players I've ever covered. But they were scoring in the high 70s all the time now. And, they're, and now they're only averaging 62 points per game. So certainly um, some growth remains for Idaho. But as you mentioned, Krista, John Newley, one of the most veteran and one of the most accomplished and one of the, just the straight-up best coaches in the league. So a lot of potential there for Idaho to, uh, to continue to grow. The other one I want to ask about is Idaho State because Idaho State was a little up and down in the non-conference. A lot of people expected them to maybe make some noise in the non-conference as a bona fide mid-major power, but now here they are in conference play, and since the new year, they've been dynamite, 
and uh, they sit at four and one in conference. So, what have you thought of Idaho State? Just their ability to sort of turn the corner here these last couple of weeks. Well, I thought the same as you. I did think that they could make some noise in the non-conference, but then they were without Diaba Canante, which everything needs to flow through her for them to take the step to the next level because she's just such a threat on the defensive end. She she creates a lot of mismatches with her ability to get to the rim. She finds her players in the open court, and she was not playing in the first half of the season for Idaho State. Now she's back, and Dora Golish is out. So we're seeing some different changes from Idaho State there with their guard play. I was very impressed with their game at Weber State, their one-point win. Um, Montana Ultergy hit a three-point shot with three seconds left to win the game. It wasn't just a three-point shot, Coulter. I don't know if you saw it. It was like a step-back three. Yeah. And she was so humble afterwards when they were asking her about it. She said, oh, well, it's, you know, I, I have to practice that way in, in practice against my teammates because everyone knows what I'm going to do. So I've been doing this step back and sidestep to try to get shots off, and she's able to make that shot and win. She also made the game-winning shot against Carroll College. So this is another player, Montana Ultergy, who stepped up outside of the key players that we've usually mentioned, of Steffi Ors, Callie Bourne, Ellie Smith, um, Tamika Whitman. So there's another name to throw in there. But Idaho State is just deep. They are deep, and they have multiple weapons, and they are going to really raise havoc this year during conference time. Well, the other player worth mentioning who we've mentioned throughout this segment, and I feel like I've been mentioning her in my Big State Conference coverage for my entire career because she's been in college forever, but it's Estefania Ors, and, she, and she's just been uh, really peaking during her final college basketball season. She's averaging 13.5 points per game, but since the new year, She's been really good. 15 against the Lady Grizz to lead the way. 33 against Montana State, so a complete outburst against the Bobcats. And then 27 against Weber State in that victory as well. And so, you know, she's earned pretty much every award you could possibly earn in her career, whether it's, you know, top freshman like she was years ago or multiple-time All-Big Sky or last year the Big Sky Conference Tournament MVP. And now she looks like a bona fide first-team All-League player. So uh, it's pretty cool when you when you see – young ladies with such elongated careers that even towards the end of their career can still take it up one notch and take their game to the next level. Definitely. And she's back-to-back player of the week for the big sky. So obviously she's getting recognized all over. And it's a name that I think other coaches around the big sky will be fine with her finally leaving after this year, because she's certainly been a presence and a force on the floor for Idaho state. Crystal Redpath joining us around the big sky and women's hoops. Crystal will be in studio from 4 to 5 p.m. each Thursday between now and the Big Sky Conference Tournament in Boise. Crystal, a little under the weather today, so she's not in studio, but she still is joining us via the phone line. If you want to go to Boise, you want to come hang out with us, we'll be there stem to stern. Both our team at Skyline and ESPN, as well as Krista, will be doing all the, the games on the women's side of the tournament. It's always a great time in Boise. We got two tickets for you. We're not going to give them away for about eight more weeks, but you can enter any and every time you'd like. All you have to do is tweet at either Krista on Twitter, which is Krista at Krista Redpath, just easy, K-R-I-S-T-A Redpath on Twitter. You can tweet Big Sky and Boise at her, or you can tweet at Skyline Sports MT at 1029 ESPN, or you can text us Big Sky and Boise at 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Any and all those entry points will get you entered in, and we got a pair of tickets for a pair of passes for the Big Sky Tournament in Boise the second week 
of March. Uh, Crystal, let's talk a little bit about the schools here in Montana, starting with the Lady Grizz. Uh, not, not much of a, an evaluation point at all for Montana since the last time we talked about it because they had the uh, sort of stub their toe out of Christmas break uh, at Idaho State and Weber State, and then they were expected to have multiple games over the last several weeks, and that has not been the case. They just had the one home game against Eastern Washington in which they uh, took care of business pretty easily against a, a new-look Eagles squad. So did you – I mean, I, I know you monitored that game. Did you learn anything from that game, or where are we at with Montana? Did they find their swagger coming out of Christmas break yet, or, or is it still to be determined with Lady Grizz? Well, I think that it is still to be determined. I think that inconsistency on the offensive end has been challenging for Montana. And they left the break putting up 103 points against Utah State, which was just an offensive clinic, and got everyone in Missoula just absolutely fired up. And then had two tough road games, which we're now seeing how tough Weber State is going to be this year, and Idaho State. So that's probably one of the toughest road trips to go on right out of the shoot after Christmas break, and they lose both of those games, that they bounce back and beat Eastern. And what I liked about the game against Eastern is you have Carmen G. Feller, who has 15 points, and she's she's usually always always there on the offensive end. But you have Sammy Fatkin that stepped up with 12 points, and that's a different offensive threat for the Lady Grizz, and they need to get some points from other players. And so you look at that guard play, and it's really critical because Sophia Stiles, you know, played anywhere from 26 minutes to 38 minutes. She's given it all she has at the point position, but she's got to be able to hand it off to consistent shooters. No question about it. It's, I think it's also interesting just the, the the roles that they can and have played because Styles can play on and off the ball. She's such a great defender on the ball. She's also, who would ever thought this, but a great testament to her. She has certainly emerged as one of the best uh, rebounding guards in the entire league. I mean, she ranks uh, towards the top of, of the leaderboard for Montana in rebounding, and she's 12th in the league in rebounds per game ahead of Carmen G. Feller, which is crazy. She, she's only about a third of a rebound away from Abby Anderson, so great testament to her. But I also think, though, that there is some diversity that Montana could add to its lineup because Fatkin can play on and off the ball, and Sophia Styles can play on and off the ball as well. We've primarily and almost exclusively seen Styles on the ball, Fatkin off the ball, but just from a, uh, a strategy standpoint, it seems like that could actually give opposing defenses quite a bit of trouble if they were to uh, implement and maybe utilize that element of their offensive attack a little bit more. And let's be honest, this Montana team was picked by the coaches in the media poll to finish 5-7. and seven. So I think that they are actually, uh, you know, they're, they're surprising some fans and some teams in the big sky by their play. And if you look at the top teams in the big sky, I think you definitely have Southern Utah and Idaho State. NAU's lingering, but Montana is right there. And when you look at their personnel, they do have multiple weapons, Coulter. And so I think consistency is going to be big for them, and they just have to make shots. And over the next month, I think you're going to see various players step into those roles, and you'll see the Lady Grizz win games if they can make shots. The other factor that's going to be important, particularly for the games, if and when they can occur, in this state, in Montana, Montana, Montana State, both men's and women's, I thought they were hurt more than any other schools in the league by the pandemic. It was a uh, tough navigation all the way around. But when you're used to playing in front of thousands of fans and then they aren't there, it sort of eliminates your home court advantage. And I think that uh, that would be one thing that could be um, a welcome addition for the Lady Grizz as well, the fact that they do get some games uh, in Missoula 
including starting next week with Portland Definitely. State and Northern Arizona coming to town. Definitely. I mean, you look around the big sky, even the Eastern Washington game, there were over 2,000 fans for Montana. And the fan support here, it's been anywhere from two to 3,000 per game. And Montana State is getting close down in Bozeman. But you look around the big sky, and I mean, I look at Weber State, and they just have the most beautiful facility, and they just don't draw as, as many um, fans as Montana. And you look at a game that just played Weber State versus Idaho State, and you have a game-winning shot at the end. And there just isn't a ton of fans to celebrate. And so you look at that with Montana, and there is something special about playing in Dalbert Arena. Krista Redpath joining us around the Big Sky and women's hoops. Krista is our resident Big Sky Conference analyst when it comes to women's basketball. She'll be in studio from 4 to 5 p.m. each Thursday show here on Nuanas. Now, she's not with us in person today, but she will be back next week and uh, very much look forward to seeing her. Let's talk quickly, Krista, about a couple of the games in the league tonight and this weekend. Only two games tonight. Idaho State at Eastern Washington in Cheney, Weber State at Idaho in Moscow. And uh, I look at the, the Idaho State-Eastern game as, you know, Idaho State should go in, take care of business, defending league champs. They know what they're doing, a rebuilding Eastern squad. But the other game's interesting to me because Weber has been one of the surprises in the league. This is a team that only won six games total over the last two years, and they're already 3-2 and two in the league. They got off to a 3-1 and one start by sweeping the Montana schools. Uh, over over the, the first conference weekend of the new year uh, here in 2022, and they already have seven total wins, which is more than they had the last two years combined. Yet we know that Moscow is a tough place to play, and John Newley will have his team ready. So to me this is an interesting game because even though on paper you'd say, okay, well, Weaver's been pretty good, and Idaho hasn't been very good, yet this could be one of those games where if Idaho, Idaho could steal this one, that could be something that could really vault them in. So what do you think of just that matchup in Moscow tonight? Well, I think it, I think it'll be a good one. I definitely think Weaver State's making some noise around the conference. You know, seven and seven, and um, Coach Valeda Harris is is doing really good things with players that she's had now for the last couple of years. Corey Penser, Darren Hickok, Emma Torber, Jaden Matthews. Those are four that have played for her over the last three years, actually, and they're they're doing quite well. Um, and so I think I think every game is going to be critical, Coulter, just because you're so thankful you get to play. Right, every game you wonder if you're going into it, is it going to be canceled or not? But I do think these teams that are in the middle of the standings, every single win um, is critical. And if you're Idaho, you're trying to create some momentum, having just won one game. You're trying to build off of that, right? If you're Coach Newley, you know that this is a game of momentum, or it's a it's a run of momentum, and so you're really trying to um, keep your team going and focused, and you're just hoping that they'll come out strong against Weaver. Run the Big Sky Women's Hoops, the Crystal Redpath, presented this week by Ryan Holloway and Miller, your Montana attorneys. And, Krista, I know we'll get you out of here on this. I, I know that you have had uh, a longstanding relationship with Paul Ryan, who has such a well-respected name in, in the legal world around uh, the city of Missoula and the state of Montana. I've gotten to know Paul as well. I mean, he's such a big Grizz fan and you know, sitting there courtside every event you could ever see. And uh, But I know he's helped you out throughout your life as well, just contributing, giving back to the community. So we'll, we'll just get you out of here by letting you just uh, let people know just how much oh. Paul Ryan and, and Ryan Holloway and Miller have just helped out around Missoula and around the state over the years. Well, I took take a look at Paul Ryan's giving list on his website, which I just posted to our social media, and it's just, it just extends far off of a page. But every youth organization or anything having to do with fundraising, Paul has stepped up. Um, from baseball to this last summer, I said, hey, I'm going to run Hellgate football camp. We've got to get a, a, a camp going for Hellgate football. Um, so we got some 
moms together and I'm going to have a future Hellgate night. And Paul said, okay, I'll support you. I'll buy the shirts. Um, he's just one of those um, community givers that really believes in, in the youth and also giving back to the community. And we're just very grateful. I'm grateful for my friendship with him, but for all of his support for the multiple um, teams and causes that he has supported. She's Krista Redpath. She joins us each week here on Nuanas Now for Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops. Krista, hope you continue to feel better and look very much forward to seeing you here next week. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Coulter. I miss all of you guys, so I'll be back next week. Thanks. There you go, Krista Redpath here on the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. She will almost always be in studio, but uh, appreciate her and her courtesy for uh, when she's under the weather, not coming in. I, I love it. Thank you so much. And uh, again, as always, great insight by her. So she'll be back here. Uh, live and in person uh, next week. But uh, we will continue the first hour of each Thursday show around the big sky in women's hoops with Krista Redpath. A couple more storylines within the big sky to talk about and a couple other big games within the league. A couple more minutes here of Big Sky Conference analysis. Keep it right here. It's ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio Missoula. You gotta be no billionaire to get a ticket up to the moon. We all know somebody up there. You need a help and look up right here to help you see clearly now. Yeah. I'll help you see clearly now. Yeah. I'll help you see clearly now. Yeah. Bet you didn't know that Wyclef John and uh, Paul Simon did a song once upon a time. This is it. As my brother was texting me today, what a amazing and uh, weird era in music. Just sort of that uh, early to almost mid-2000s and when hip-hop and the auto-tune and T-Pain and Akon and guys like that started taking the music world by storm. There were some good tracks like this one. And there was also some hot garbage. <laughs> We'll try to play the good ones and not the hot garbage here on Nuanas now. Welcome back. It's ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. You're in the market for a new truck. Northwest Motorsport has more trucks than anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. They boast the largest inventory of trucks. Trucks, trucks, and more trucks. They're not lying. You can check out all their sweet trucks online at Rocks. Dot com. For the next eight weeks, we will kick off Thursday's show, the first hour of each Thursday, with Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath. And then most Thursdays, we'll transition into some Big Sky Conference men's hoops as well. That said, Krista is out sick. So is Southern Utah, so there's no hoops in the Treasure State tonight. Montana State has their quote-unquote buy in the schedule for their men's and women's teams this Thursday. Montana was supposed to host Southern Utah in men's hoops, and the Lady Grizz were supposed to play in Cedar City tonight. Those games postponed because of uh, COVID protocols. Rescheduled for Monday, February 7th. So Monday, February 7th, there'll be a Southern Utah Grizz men's game here in Missoula and a women's game in Cedar City. And then the uh, Bobcats men's game scheduled for Saturday against SUU. That one also postponed. Has not been rescheduled as of yet. And the MSU women, they are still scheduled to play at Southern Utah at 2 p.m. Cedar City. The games tonight for the Big Sky Conference and women's hoops, Idaho State's at Eastern Washington. Weber State is at Idaho. 
Saturday, it's Sac State at Portland State, Northern Colorado at Northern Arizona, Montana State at Southern Utah. That's a big game because Southern Utah is undefeated right now in women's hoops, and they have a couple good wins, uh, including one over Idaho, who has uh, not lived up to expectations since then, but it was a good win at the time, and, and also one more recently uh, over Northern Arizona for Southern Utah. And uh, MSU looking to get back on track, looking to sort of find their flow. They've been sort of up and down this year. And then the other two games Saturday include Idaho State at Idaho, a little in-state rivalry game there in Moscow, and Weber State at Eastern Washington. We were doing a little word association. Uh, Andrew Houghton, our producer here at ESPN Missoula, and I were uh, off the top, and we just have a couple minutes left here in the round the Big Sky Women's Hoops, which is, by the way, presented by Ryan Holloway and Miller, who are your Montana attorneys. They can take care of any and all of uh, your legal needs across the state of Montana. Uh, they, their focus is specifically in areas of law to ensure that they can provide clients their best representation. They proudly handle automobile accidents, medical malpractice claims, wrongful death claims, DUIs, and criminal charges. Ryan Holloway and Miller, your Montana attorney. So, Andrew, we got through about half the league when we were playing a little word association. Is there any other teams in the league that stick out that, that really just have a strong word that come to mind? Or, or The thing that's so weird about the bottom half of the league and the standings, those are also some of the most mysterious teams in the league because of new coaches. I mean, the only one of the five new coaches that's in the top half of the standings is Brian Holsinger at Montana. Portland State, Northern Colorado, Eastern Washington, Sac State, those are the bottom four teams in the standings, none of which have won a Big Sky game, all have new coaches. So uh, across the board, Chelsea Gregg at Portland State and uh, Mark Campbell at Sac State, everybody else in the league that's a new coach, Kristen Matteo Kristen at Northern Colorado, they're all looking for their first league win right now. Um, but any other uh, teams that you wanted to, to get to or touch on or, or analyze? Yeah, I think the other teams that I had decent ideas for, and I know Chris, you and Krista talked about them in the second segment. Sure. Idaho and Idaho State. Yeah. Idaho, I would just say, incomprehensible, man. Right. They're, they've got one win all year. That's a team that, because of the strength of the program there, with John Newley as the head coach, yep. and, you know, the success, the consistent success that he's been able to have, yep. I figured that as, as bad as it got there between injuries and people leaving and maybe some bad luck, Sure. There was going to be a, a, a well-defined floor for that program. Well, you for know? sure. I for sure. Well, because Idaho's best player is always one of the best players in the league because Newley's just a great recruiter and developer. Exactly. And you expected that to be Beyonce B, even with Gina Markson being out and the graduations that, like Krista talked about. Still, I mean, Beyonce B is, is she's a very unique talent in the big sky. I mean, a six-foot wing that can, you know, play face in the basket. Uh, not a lot of school, not a lot of programs have that. Right, and even with Gina Markson leaving, I really liked their young guards last year, and it's Sydney Gandy and Paris Ashley. I thought they were really good. I thought they were going to kind of take the league by storm this year. Totally. I thought, you know, if things if things goes things go wrong for them, that's a 500 team at worst. Well, they're the worst team in the Big Sky, so that's just I I can't really compute that in my head. It is super strange for sure. It was also interesting because when Idaho State was humming along last year, I mean, I watched them just dismantle the Lady Grizz in Missoula. I mean, it was like a full-on clinic. And they also just dismantled Idaho in the Big Sky Conference Championship game. There were so, several performances last year by the Bengals where you're like, dang, that's not just the best team in the Big Sky. That That's a, one of the better teams in the country. That's a really, really good team. And I, I know that they were incredibly cold for stretches in their NCAA tournament game against Kentucky. But then when you have all of these veteran players – 
from Steffi Ors to Dora Goles to Diabacanate to Cali Bourne all coming back, you thought, well, dang, is this like a team that could flirt with, you know, 25-plus wins, a team that could really make noise in the non-conference and maybe go get, you know, like a 10 seed instead, right. of, instead of a 13 or something? Right. But then they struggled in the non-conference, but now they sort of got it rolling in Big Sky Conference play. I know you follow them because you covered them so much these last couple of years, so... I mean, what's been the ins and outs? What's the arc? What's the word for Idaho State? I would say for Idaho State right now is wounded. They've right. been dealing with a lot of injuries this year, and you and Krista touched on this. They just got Diabacanate back. Dora Golish was out for a, a weekend or two with a finger injury. She's working her way back now. Callie Bourne's out, and I think Callie Bourne's going to be out for a long time. That's what sort of I've been hearing, and that's what the reporting seems to indicate down there. She's one of the uh, the most important players in the league because she's just the ultimate glue guy. You know, she can she's their best rebounder despite, you know, she's she's barely six feet tall. She's their toughest defender. She's not their best defender because yeah. Diablo Canate. She's not their best shooter because they've got some great shooters, but she's a good enough shooter to provide, you know, outside shooting and spacing in a lot of lineups. So she's hugely important for them. If she's out, that's a huge blow for them, and they haven't had that lineup. They haven't started Kanate, Estefi Ors, Kelly Bourne, and um, who's the fourth one? Golish. And Dora Golish in a game. I don't think they've started in a game this, this year. year. Right. So saying that they've dealt with that, man, this is still a dangerous team, man. That's a wounded tiger there. No question. And that's, that's a little bit on the nose because they're the Bengals. But they've got some of the best talent in the league. They have people like Estefi Ors and like Montana Oltrogi who are just really efficient scorers but not great shot creators. Right. But they also have some of the best shot creators in the league now, especially that Diaba Canate is back. And they're always going to hang their hat on their defense, and that hasn't really slipped. So, man, they're hurt, but they're still dangerous. That's why it's going to make this whole thing so wild because I think the seeding is going to be skewed based on how many games everybody gets in. And then the matchups in Boise are going to be crazy. Like, we could see a couple of the best teams maybe be more toward the middle of the league because, let's be honest, I don't think all these games are going to get in. So you're going to have varying... Uh, win-loss records in league play, so you're going to have varying strength of schedules and seedings and all that. So we'll keep you apprised. First hour of every Thursday show around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops. This week around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops, probably presented by Ryan Holloway and Miller. Ryan Holloway and Miller truly care about their clients and the Montana communities that they live in. It's important for Paul Ryan and his two new partners, Nate Holloway and Angie Miller, that their firm can keep helping local Montanans and the surrounding community. Every year the firm finds ways to give back to the local community and support people throughout the Garden City and around the state of Montana. You can call Ryan Holloway and Miller for any and all of your legal questions 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 406-542-2233. That's 542-2233. Ryan Holloway and Miller, your Montana attorneys. Hour one of the books, hour two coming at you. Carolyn, our good friend, the chicken doesn't know sports, all sorts of flustered about Novak Djokovic. She also of course, has beef with Tom Brady and uh, a bunch of other funny analysis. Chicken does no sports, as well as a roundup of high school hoops around the Treasure State. Keep it right here, CSPN Radio. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. 
Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 